0: We're gonna continue as I've already given you a heads up in this this series restore. We're we're we're, we're talking about some things over these summer summer months that 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 we see in uh, around us that things that are broken. They're flawed. They're 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 jacked up a little bit. They're not operating as God originally intended for them to operate. When you restore something, you you bring it back to to, to an original creation, uh, an intention, its original state. You 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 replace that uh, in a position where where it was intended to be and operate. Pastor Wes and I were 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 in the Dallas area this week. And, and yesterday we were driving down the highway and we saw <clears throat> a restored and pastor West said, it's like, that must be a 1969 or 1970, uh, SS Camaro. And it had been restored. It was sweet. And, and I know scripture says you shouldn't covet what your neighbor has, but pastor West did. There was a moment I sensed, I sensed his sinfulness, him spiraling downward in the midst of that, Right. But it had been restored. And, and, and when something is restored, when something is put back, when something is, is brought back to life, it, it's, it's awesome to see that, isn't it? No one likes to see broken, crappy things. You, you like to see things that look beautiful, things that are functioning as they intended. So, so this summer, we're, we're looking at some of these things that we've identified that might be broken, flawed, not operating as the original creator God intended for them. We started with our view of God. Our views of God are so off track today. We, 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 we got so many views of God present. I mean, it's like, it's like Baskin Robbins. You know, 31 flavors or 39 or or whatever it is. I mean, this is, there's so many, we started with that and we've got to have a proper view of who God is, right? We talked about people. We've talked about a proper view of, of, of men and restoring men and last week, women. And today, as we gear up for, for, for our nation's independence celebration this week, I, I want us to look at our nation today. I wanna, now, I know that we could probably spend four or five hours today. In fact, many of you could probably come up and preach this message today on, on what you see that's broken or flawed or jacked up in our nation. But, but I want you to know that that was what we see today was not God or what God originally had intended and in mind. In fact, in the very first book of the Bible, we started with this about four weeks ago. The first four words of the Bible say, in the beginning, God. God's always existed. God's always been. No one created him. He didn't have a mom and dad that gave birth to him. That's what makes him God. He is so much more than we can fathom with our human minds. And that's what drives some of us crazy because we can't quite figure him out. Listen, we just have to step out and trust. We have to have this thing called faith to just believe. But the scripture says, and we believe the Bible here at 1910 Church, that in the beginning, God. And we know that from that verse, everything begins to take place. We find the creation of all things that we know. The, 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 the waters and the dry land, the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, the sun and the moon. And, and it, isn't God awesome when he is able to dictate when one rises and the other falls and, and just those seasons, right? I, I, I don't know if God had in mind the setting the clocks back and setting them forward thing. I, I think that might've been something we men jacked up, right? And, but anyway, I, that's, I, I'm okay. I think I'm back to normal with my sleep pattern. But God is awesome. And you need to know that when God had created all these things in how many days? Six, not seven, six. That's a jeopardy question. In six days, God looked at it and look what it says in verse 31 of Genesis 1. God looked over all he had made and he saw that it was what? Very good. Very good. Now, I don't know what comes to your mind today when you think about our nation. But for some of us, <clears throat> we might look at it and we may not use those last two words, that it's very good. For some of us listening here today, it's very bleak, it's very dark, it's frustrating. It's, it's dismal. It seems hopeless. But I just want you to know, That there was a time when this nation and all nations, everything that God had created, he was pleased with it. Are you okay with that so far? It, scripture says, God looked at it and he saw that it was very good. Now, of course, we know the Bible doesn't end in Genesis chapter one, does it? Because we know that after the creation of man in Genesis chapter two, we know that then comes Genesis chapter three and this thing called sin creeps into something that God said was very good. And it becomes present. And this thing that God had labeled as very good soon becomes broken, flawed, not operating as a great God in heaven originally had in mind when he created it. You go on through Genesis chapter four and Genesis chapter five and around Genesis chapter six, we, we, we begin to sense the frustration of God. In chapter four, Adam and Eve have given birth to two sons, Cain and Abel. We read shortly after that in Genesis chapter four about the first murder in, in, in history. Where, where Cain takes the life of his brother Abel. And, and what we begin seeing not long after Genesis 1.31 is this spiraling out of control, something that God made that was very good. And it's continued even to this day, hasn't it? Now there are pockets of celebration. There are pockets of breakthrough that we see all throughout scripture and even in our days and times we live in today. But it's spiraling out of control. I don't know what comes to your mind when you when when, when you think of America or around the Fourth of July, but 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 I love I love the music about our nation. <clears throat> I, I I love tuning in. I believe it's the uh, it's is it the. the, the the, the, the Boston Philharmonic or somebody like that, that, that have this show outdoors every 4th of July with a massive fireworks display towards the end of it. And that's just America, right? I, I was watching baseball yesterday because that is the great American pastime. But the New York Yankees and the Boston Red Sox are playing in London. It's kind of a slap in the face to the English, I think, as we gather around the 4th of July and and they're selling hot dogs and and they're two foot long hot dogs. But yet as the cameras pan the crowds, what you see is our our Brits eating American hot dogs and food, something that will be a staple come this week around our tables, right? If you're around the Brandon household, that their son can, can hammer those. I mean, yes. you need to enter him into that hot dog eating contest. I think he might beat Joey Chestnut. And that'll be on this week. Yes. I mean, th- don't you just love this week? Don't you love our independence in the 4th of July? I love the music I love the music. And even right now, when you think of America, there are some songs that are that are coming to your mind, right? I, I came in last night with our student ministry as we were getting ready for camp, and this place was packed with people. And, and I looked at one of our young men on the front. and was like, hey, listen, tonight, Pastor Tim and Pastor Chase would love for us to start our ceremony by singing the national anthem. Do you know the words to that? And this kid goes, oh. I said, not only that, I want you to sing it in Spanish for us, if you don't mind. You, you white guy, I want you to try to... I love this song that that for me growing up was was a great song come the 4th of July. And and it's it's, it's a song that that, that I believe represents our nation. In fact, this song uh, written in in 1831 really kind of served as the de facto national anthem until our current national anthem, the Star Spangled Banner, was written around, I believe, 1930 or 31, something like that. But I love these words that go like this, and we have them on the screen for you. My country, tis of thee. Sweet land of liberty, of thee I sing. Land where my fathers died, land of the pilgrim's pride. From every mountainside let freedom Now I'm going to go back, if I can, to that first part of that song. My country, tis of thee. When when Samuel Stevens writes this song, I believe that's the author of this song. When he writes these these words, he he is singing about his country. And, And there's this sense of joy and pride in what he sees in his nation. The words to the song dictate that. Sweet land of liberty, that word liberty, freedom, meaning the freedoms that we have, freedoms that are not imposed by any other person or organization. But there's this sense of freedom as he's writing these words that we as Americans can experience and enjoy. And he's singing about that. Land where my fathers died, he's, he's, he's recalling as he writes these words that, you, you know, there's been a price that's been paid for people that live in these United States. And let's not forget that price that's been paid. Th- th- this nation has been built, can we go to land where my fathers died, has been built on blood and sweat. There's been tremendous sacrifice for us. So let us not forget that as we gather and eat those hot dogs. Or hamburgers. And you know it's not a fourth unless there's Bluebell. <laughs> Land of the pilgrim's pride. I mean, think about those that left a, a country that was their home for, for, for the belief that, 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 that there might be a, a better opportunity. We know that, that, that some of them were leaving under, under religious oppression, Correct wanting to go and establish the freedoms that we can enjoy, that we now experience. And I prayed that this morning. Isn't it great that we can gather here and freedom to worship and sing and celebrate. But those those who left England and sailed and, and, and faced hardships as they sailed across the ocean and even in the establishment of those colonies here, guys, listen, this was no small feat. I mean, you're, you're frustrated over the the highway project on I-10. I saw your post this week, but can you imagine establishing a nation? And they did that because they believed that there was a greater opportunity. No authors writing about these from every mountainside. Let freedom ring. There's, there's, In the original four stanzas to, to, to this song and the first three really talk about that national pride. Can I ask you a question today? Are you still proud of our nation? Yes. Now, 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 again, I, I know that we all have a long laundry list of, of where it's flawed or where it's broken and what's wrong, but is there still this sense in us that you know what, it's not perfect. But this is still my home. You see, that's, that's one of the things that, that, that I'm kind of praying would be resurrected. Because when I listen to the chatter, and when I look, listen, I, I know that there are so many things that are wrong, but it seems like we, we, we tend these days to focus on everything that's broken, flawed, and not right. And we're still missing the fact of the blessings that are coming. And you know, we do that in our spiritual lives, don't we? So many of us look and see when something doesn't go the way that we think it should, we curse God, don't we? We get upset with him. God, come on. I thought you blessed the faithful and I've been faithful, Lord. And I've heard the pastor say that and and I show up. But we do that in a sense, even when it comes spiritually in our relationship with the father, don't we? We get a little torqued off. We get a little upset. Something happens in the fourth stanza of this song. If we could go back to that song, there's a, there's a fourth line. And I don't know if you know all the words to that song, but I'm gonna hope they throw those up for me so I can remember. <laughs> the author shifts from writing about this nation and how joyful he is. But, but he says, there's a, maybe a slide right before that one, guys. My country, tis of thee, sweet land of liberty. Our father's God to thee. There it is right there. Our father's God to thee. Do we have that one? Let's keep going forward. Can we go for, I need a clicker. I need a clicker. Our father's God to thee. God becomes a prominent place. The author shifts from writing about the nation and, and, and what he's thankful for. And he begins to shift his focus where so many of our founding fathers focus was listen When they convened in Philadelphia in 1767, they came from all across the colonies with varying political views and opinions. But there was one thing that they had in common. They understood that the one supreme God was going to have to do what they were setting out to do. And they believed that it was going to take a miracle working God to make this nation flourish. The author writes to that when he says, our father's God to thee, the author of liberty. Listen, today, if you're looking for what freedom really is all about, it's found in the words right there on this song. It's found in God. Freedom's not found in what nation you belong to. It's not found in what job or how big your portfolio is in your bank account. Listen, freedom, true freedom in life is found from the author of liberty. It's God himself. That's who we, the author says, should be singing to. The land, authors, our fathers, God to the author of liberty, to thee we sing. Long may our land be bright, with freedom's holy light. Protect us by thy might, great God, our King. I don't know if you've ever really thought about the words to a song that we've sang probably hundreds of times, right? How many of you are familiar with anybody? You're familiar with that, right? But I love the perspective that, that 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 we find in Scripture that God has established the nations. And it was very good. That, that even these United States of America in which we live in were founded and they were good and we sang about that, right? But yet we're spiraling out of control. I don't know what you see when you look around our nation these days, but but it's not very good in a lot of ways, right? We see a lack of trust in leadership that we've elected as, as, as people, as citizens, and that's one of the rights and freedoms And I know you say, I didn't vote for that person. Okay, we, we all probably have lost at some point, right? But, 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 but there's just a lack of, of, of respect for, for, for leadership. And, and let me remind you of what scripture says. God calls us to, to honor authority. And, 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 and the real issue is not necessarily who's sitting on a, on a seat or has a title of authority in our nation. The, the problem is we have a sin problem that is called disrespect for authority. I'll, I'll take the hate emails with that. That's fine, but that, that's just true. And I'm just telling you what scripture says that we should honor authority, right? Right? And that doesn't mean we have to always agree, but I see that in our nation. I I see, I see Americans at odds with one another. We, 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 we live and we're, we're called American citizens, but yet I see citizen hating the other citizen in our nation today. I I, I hear, I, I was at a meeting this week that, that was, I'm just going to, to meet my neighbors and 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 all of a sudden I just the temperature and the 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 air in that room changed and it became vicious and ugly. I'm just wanting to go and and, and and meet people and 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 shake hands and eat some nachos, but it became very, very ugly in the midst of that meeting. We don't love each other. There's a lack of concern and care for our fellow man. We 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 we, we pass by people in need time and time again. When I look back and and see the history of our nation, they they took care of one another. The early church took care of one another. Those in the colonies did whatever was necessary to flourish and, and provide for this, but I don't see that happening today. Cultural trends in our nation today, transgender issues, people confused about really who they are, I feel I'm this. I think I'm that, or someone's told me I'm that, and, and, and what it's left humanity just just confused about who who really am I, what well, what am I? We, we 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 see crime rates continuing to to increase. We see the uh, uh, sexual uh, problems and tensions in our nation today, and people being exploited in porn industry making millions and billions of dollars. I mean. It's just not pleasant. And and, and so many of us, where is God in it all? This is not what he created. Would you agree with me? This was not his plan when he said it is very good. And we are spiraling out of control. Well, Mr. Smith was right, I believe, when he writes the fourth stanza to that song about we need God. He's the author of it all. Because I love this passage of scripture in Psalm chapter 33 verse 12 that says, what joy for the nation whose God is the Lord, whose people he has chosen as his inheritance. I love how it reads in the passion translation. It says, blessed and prosperous is that nation who has a God as their Lord. They will be the people that he has chosen for his own. And we know that there was a chosen nation throughout the Old Testament. It's Israel. And and I know a lot of people say that these words were were written to Israel. And as long as Israel was focused and walking with God, there were blessings that abounded. But what happened to Israel once they chose to do their own thing? To create their own gods and their own images and forget some of the commandments. We we begin to see that nation, that chosen people of God, fragmented. Broken, spiraling out of control. Sound familiar today? You see, there is blessing, Scripture says, for that nation whose God is the Lord. There is blessing and prosperity for those that, that he calls his own. Our, our, our pledge of allegiance even says one nation under God. Where is he today? You see, we've turned our back on him and we've wandered away. He's always wanted to be our God. He's wanted to walk with us. He's wanted us to stay in communion and walk with him. That was the purpose of those founding fathers. They knew that we needed God. But as I look at our culture today, I don't see many with that same passion and belief. There's something I want you to know about our nation, but this is not just true of our nations, but did you know that God created all the nations? And if God creates something, don't you think that his heart beats pretty passionate for those things that he creates? We know that of all the things God created, when he looked at us, we are his most prized creation as human beings, right? But God created all the nations and I hope that we can understand that today. God loves the United States of America just as he loves Mexico and just as he loves China and just as he loves Russia and just as he loves Iran and Iraq. Listen, those nations have people represented there that God loves. Would we agree with that? God loves all nations. In in fact, there's, I I also want to remind you today that, that God loves nations so much that, that in the midst of their brokenness and spiraling out of control and turning their back on him, you know, he put something in place that would show love and give them the hope of restoration. And his name was Jesus. And did you know that Jesus came and he died for all nations? So it's not that just God created nations, but he's, he, in, in their brokenness and in their being flawed and jacked up and messed up, he, he, he made a way for those things to be made right. And he, he actually left heaven himself and came to earth in the form of a man named Jesus. And, and he died for all nations. I'm not just making that up. John chapter three, verse 16 says this, for this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who, not just Americans, not just white people or Asians or blacks or Hispanic, he died for everyone. Everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. Did God, does God have a right to, to, to forget the United States of America based on probably the things that we've done to him? Absolutely. But God loves us despite our brokenness. And he loves us despite our weaknesses and being flawed and jacked up people, doesn't he? And he makes a way and he gives us an opportunity to be returned and restored to him. And church, let me just remind you of something. We as the body of Christ are called to go to those nations. You're called to go to the nations. Hey, listen, every blood-bought, redeemed son and daughter of the king, you ought to have a passport. And you ought to be ready to go wherever the Lord sends you. We're called to go to the nations. In Matthew chapter 28, the very first part of verse 19 says, go and make disciples of all nations. It's written in red in my Bible. Jesus said it. And as he was empowering those disciples, hey, listen, guys, I'm physically leaving here. So now the ball is in your court. Listen, I wonder sometimes the brokenness and the things that we see spiraling out of control in our nation. You know what? That's on us. Because we've not been what Matthew 28, 19 says. We've not gone. We've not made disciples. We've, we've, we've become afraid. We, we don't want to offend anybody with the truth. We don't want to share. Now, maybe our tactics and the ways we've shared the truth have not been necessarily from the heart of God. I'd agree with that, right? You ever been yelled at because you're a sinner? You have been made to feel like you're lousy and there's no hope for you by even a pastor or a leader or another Christian, right? And, and, oh, and don't we judge other people based on their stuff? And we fail to see this stuff. And I, I believe there's a pastor that talks about, you better take care of that log in your eye and not be concerned about the speck of dust of your brother. But, 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 but we're called to go to the nations. The, 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 this sermon might be a call to action for us as the church. If we don't like what's happening, do something about it. Share the truth of the gospel. Your, our Savior Jesus told us to go and to all the nations and share his story. It's not just having to have a passport ready, but hey, all nations might be your next door neighbor. And across the street, it might be that school campus that your kids attend. It might be that HOA meeting like I sat in this Thursday that was so frustrating and people griping and complaining. And can I just tell you what your pastor did? I knew a handful of people and I just simply said, hey, listen, Is there anything that we can do? What what can I do? I said, what can I do to help with the problem that's being talked about for 57 minutes now? What, What can I do? Because we're, we, 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 we like to gripe, complain, and point our fingers when our Savior in heaven is saying, guys, listen, I've equipped you. Your, my spirit is in you. The same resurrected power that, that I possess is in you. Listen, go. Do we believe the words to the song that says nothing is impossible? You're the God of miracles? When will we rise up and do something about it? We're called to go. And I want to remind you what it says in 1 Peter. You're called a chosen people. You're royal priests. You're a holy nation. We are very, God's very own possession. And as a result, you can show the goodness of God for he has called us out of darkness into this wonderful light. Hey, it's time for some light to pierce the darkness. Eleanor Roosevelt wrote these words. It's better to light a candle than curse the darkness. And I'm just looking forward to, to seeing some believers. The light. Jesus calls us the light of the world in Matthew chapter five. It is time to let our light shine. Hide it under a bush. Oh no! I'm gonna let it shine. It's time to light a candle instead of cursing the darkness. So what does our nation need today as the band comes back out? What, what, what do we need? This is, it's really simple for me. You ready? Are you sitting down for this? First of all, we need to return to the Lord in, in, in Revelation chapter two, verse four, The Holy Spirit speaks these words to a church known as Ephesus. They had been a great church and had done many great things. They were were, were preaching the gospel and many people being saved. I believe that that Ephesus was being changed as a result of, of the faithfulness of the believers. But look what the Lord says to them as they begin to wander away from that passion. He says, I have this complaint against you. You don't love me or each other as you did at first. You see what the Holy Spirit was speaking to the church at at Ephesus was, guys, you've lost your first love. Hey, listen, I believe that today, I pray that today would serve as a reminder. I, I want us to love our nation once again. But more importantly, we need to return to our first love. And that is a god in heaven that created us, that breathed his life into us, that has saved us, we need to return to the Lord, are you with me? You see, some of us in this room have lost our first love. Your love for God, your love for Jesus, that fire that he planted within you, it's not burning as bright and hot as it used to. Hey, listen, you need to return to him. That's what our nation needs. Remember, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Blessings and prosperity await that nation. We need to return to him. And and, and I believe we need to pray. We we need to return to prayer where prayer is not just, just the token 60 seconds or 90 seconds once a week in a worship gathering. I'm talking about all of us in this room committing and praying and seeking the face of God. He says, you'll find me when you seek me with your whole heart. Some of you today can't find God. You don't know his plan for your life. And I would just challenge you. Are you really pressing in and seeking after him? Have you really? Are you going hard after him? Just as you go hard at work or being a better husband or a daddy, just as you go hard to make sure your yard is manicured and looks good, are you going hard after the Father in heaven with the same intensity and passion? And can I just remind you what happens when we pray and when we seek the Lord? It says so in 2 Chronicles seven fourteen that if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and what? pray, not work harder, not not work harder, but if we'll humble ourselves and if we will pray and if we will seek His face and turn from those wicked ways, what does He say? I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and restore their land. Hey, you know who that falls on, church? Us. Who are the people of God? The church of God if my people. Listen, sinners and broken people that don't know Jesus, they're not the problem. They're just eat up with sin. They don't know the truth. And it falls on us to share that with them. We, we need to rise up. What would happen if the church of Jesus Christ across these United States today would would, would wake up and be who we're called to be? This nation would change. The, 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 the the tide would shift, wouldn't it? We need to return to our first love, church. We need to pray like never before. And then I would just say this, we need a move of the Spirit. We need a move of the Spirit. I believe I have a passage in in, in Romans that says this, the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, and some of you are like that. Jason, there's just so much going on. Where do I even start? Hey, let the Holy Spirit highlight and spotlight what you need to pray for. It's the Holy Spirit that prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in our own words. We need a move of the Spirit. And and let me just remind you what the Old Testament prophet Zechariah, I know that you probably don't study Zechariah a lot, but you've heard this in some form or fashion before, but I just want to remind you that our nation needs a move of the Spirit because here's what Zechariah prophesied long before Jesus. It's not by force nor by strength, but by my Spirit, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Hey, do we want to make these United States great again? We need a move of the Spirit of God. And here's the deal. I'm not praying that for any other people right now necessarily. I'm praying that for those of you that are in this room at this moment. It starts with us. We have to be eat up with the spirit. We have to be willing to stand up in the face of opposition and still out of a spirit of love. Say, you know what, man, I love you too much to see you continuing in that addiction or treating your family that way. I wanna see you operate differently when it comes to your business. Hey, listen, I, I wanna encourage you. You might wanna turn off some of the stuff you're polluting your mind with. through something called a television set. Look, you see what I'm saying? It starts with us and out of love, it's time for the light to shine. Would you stand up with me today and? And I just want to ask you today, I don't know, we're not going to move right now, but I just believe that that's the passion of every one of you in this room, that you really want to see a move of God in our nation, correct? Yes. Listen, let's be a part of the change that God wants to bring. Listen, God's not done with our nation despite what you hear through media and what other people might say. Listen, I still believe that there's hope for our nation. I'm not going to give up. I'm gonna continue to let the light of Christ shine through me. I'm gonna be totally dependent on the spirit of God as he leads me to those situations that need a touch from him. Come on, if we stop touching the darkness, the darkness will never understand the truth. It's on us. So I wanna ask you today if you'll commit with me to do your part in making our nation great again and and, and through the power of the Spirit at work within us, seeing it restored. I'm just gonna ask you if you would just raise your hands to heaven as I pray over us today. Our prayer ministry team are gonna be down front today after I pray. We're here to serve you and encourage you and come alongside of you. But join me as we pray right now for our nation. Father, I pray that we would be restored and we would return to the great nation that you had in mind when you established us. Lord, it, it, there's been too much happen in our history. This is not coincidence that you've put together these 50 states, these United States of America. But God, we declare this morning, we're not who you created us to be. And just as we see throughout the Old Testament, we, we, we have turned our backs on you, God. But God, today, uh, there are some people with hands lifted up, said enough's enough, and we wanna come back. God we want to return to our first love God we're going to be people of prayer God we're going to be dependent upon the spirit that lives within us to do what we can't do without him Holy Spirit would you well up within this church and God would you would you send us into the dark corners of our culture and let us shine the light of Jesus are you with me today church use us God Use us, God, for your glory. My country, tis of thee. Sweet land of liberty, of thee I sing. Land where my fathers died, land of the pilgrim's pride. From every mountainside, let freedom ring. All for your glory, God. It's in your name we pray, Amen. Thank you guys, you're dismissed.